Welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season similar to how the fuck Craig's been over the last 24 hours. Today, we are talking about Season 2, Episode 16 of Fringe, Peter. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. Hi, I'm David. What uh, a niche reference. <laughs> I'm still upset at Craig. Were you calling out Craig like this? Yeah, fuck you, Craigery. Get better at your job. <laughs> I, I wonder how many people could possibly even get that reference. Like <laughs> we 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 no, refer to Craigery a lot in earlier episodes. Yeah, no, but not but just like listening to the know. podcast. I just mean in general on Earth, how many people <laughs> understood understand what we're talking about? <laughs> Uh, hey, shoutouts to you if you've gotten every reference that we've made, even the ones that have been oddly specific <laughs> there have been some towards like, I mean, so um, I'm concerned if they got to those. This, hopefully listen to this. <laughs> would get those, maybe. None of our friends listen maybe, to this. Are you kidding sometimes. me? <laughs> yeah. Yay. They have to deal with us <laughs> in their life. Do you think they're going to uh, want to listen to us in their free time? <laughs> you think they want to listen to us on their, on their free shut up? time? <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. Well, what has everyone been up to since last we recorded? It's been yeah. a while since our last recording. This is, I think, our yeah, biggest gap in a uh, while. We recorded like earlier, like last week. Now, Gregory, because of Gregory, mm-hmm. we're recording on a Saturday. We're, we're, it's going to be, by the way, everyone, it's going to be one of those weird episodes because we're not recording at our standard time. So everyone's going to have some weird ass energy in the episode. Recording <laughs> Saturday in the early afternoon. <laughs> Saturday morning. I no, it's of like early afternoon. What the fuck, Charlie? 11 it's 11 a.m. Like, I know. But it's I, literally not I don't get how that's had, incorrect, right? I've had that's not this afternoon. debate before, and I... <laughs> midday, then. Sure, sure. Even even though that also... Yes, that's fine. Midday even though midday really also doesn't You can't use the word afternoon. Like, you know, a half Just, hour ago. Ah, me too. Hey. I was up at 8 o'clock because my body has a rhythm, and it won't stop. Nerd. <laughs> I have, so I, I can have a good sleep cycle, but I'm at school right now, so why would you ever need one of those? <laughs> oh, nerd. <laughs> nerd doing your education still. I'm going to have more degrees than you boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though. For free. Because nice. <laughs> this, that's a good, uh, that's this a good morning, start to the day. Uh, my roommates, every Saturday, uh, they order food from a breakfast place nearby as takeout and every morning it smells Ooh. delicious and i'm like shit i should do that but i don't because it costs money but today was a magical day because the courier fucked up and brought the wrong Ooh. food so they had to reorder and my girlfriend and i got a waffle breakfast sausages and like breakfast poutine ah oh, fuck man for free. i've been craving poutine for so long yeah well, it was breakfast poutine, so it was potatoes, we oh, think pea meal bacon or I've ham, been craving like onions. I've been craving like pulled sauce. pork poutine, like full on. It was like, delicious. Gooey cheese curds with gravy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I, it's just, I don't want to go, Gotta go to the smokes. Trip. And then getting poutine for delivery sounds like such a waste of money. <laughs> In case for in case for uh, like anyone who's decided that this is going to be the episode they're, they're going to start watching, we're in Canada. That's that's why poutine's a thing. <laughs> Could you have guessed by the fact that one of us had breakfast poutine? <laughs> so hey, thanks for starting to listen. But like, yeah. <laughs> and if you're from like deep south or maybe even east west coast of the states, poutine mm. traditionally is mm, French fries so with cheese curds and gravy. And I stress the cheese curds because some American styles use shredded cheese and you're monsters. 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 <laughs> Go to Wisconsin and get the proper cheese curds. That's cheese fries with gravy. That's not poutine. Yeah. <laughs> you made cheesy fries and then you put gravy on it. Congratulations. You made an inferior dish. <laughs> uh, David, what have you been up to? Um, uh... <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that a lot. You know, life. <laughs> stuff and things. Stuff. <laughs> I don't, nothing. Uh, my contract should be ending in <laughs> uh, three weeks now. So I need to actually do work. But aside from that, <laughs> nothing really. To justify it getting extended again? No, I'm fine with it last, lapsing at this point. Help me get out of this weird contractor oh. <laughs> phase that sucks. Yeah, it's it's really sounds like it's just been kind of like... 
just weird. I mean, I'd be better for you to find. Yeah, I just more. wasn't. I wasn't gonna turn uh, down work <laughs> when I got the contract. It's just like, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. But... You have job experience now, which means you're better than all those graduates. Yes. But now David so has like I'm real jobless for uh, I, I, I look for yes. jobs, I guess, is what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry, David. It'll be less time doubt. than that though, maybe. Both David and I have a lot of co op experience. <laughs> I guess. I just gotta sell it properly. I just gotta sell it properly and then what? not choke on every time they ask me programming questions and my brain turns off and I go, uh, I swear I know how to code. I just don't know what the terminology is right now. <laughs> Listen, just just remember back to the time that I had a that I had a job interview with the government and it was a um, research like science like a research scientist position and they asked me what a um. Yeah, what a, uh, what was it? What a protein is? Uh, no. Mm -hmm. It was, it was literally like, what a protein is? And my response was, oh yeah, it's a collection of nucleic acids. And I still got that job. They asked me six questions. The first question was a gimme about what a protein is. <laughs> Describe proteins. I failed that question. Uh, the, the interview for the job I actually got was great because it was, it, if you're in computer science, you hear the horror stories of, oh, you're going in for like a web app, a web developer job, and they ask you how to invert a binary tree, which is something you learn in one class in university, and you maybe use it if you're doing some mm -hmm. like research stuff. No one actually builds them and has to know that stuff ever because there's libraries for it. But no, the interview I did, they were like, hey, how would you segment and average out the pixels in a like 64 by 64 image? And I'm like, that's that's generic array stuff. That's great. I can do that. <laughs> and they didn't like judge me harshly. They were like, what's the implications of this line here? And I'm like, oh, I see what I've done wrong. And it was really nice. It didn't make me want to crawl under a rock after the interview was over. Yay. Yeah, I've basically like come to the uh, come to the conclusion that especially because I don't really have a like undergrad programming background, uh, I'm going to be able to have programming as my secondary sort of thing. But I still need to use the the fact that I have a biomed as my uh, main oh yeah <laughs> main source. It's like, hey, listen, I can do coding, um, but that's not why you should be hiring me. <laughs> you should be hiring me because I know how to read the machines that make. That tell you how the body works. Good job I, I getting can, that I, sentence I do, out, Charlie. I do the, 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 the squishy machines. I, <laughs> I need to go to a machine that, that tells you how body works. That was hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not fun when it's me getting called out for that. Again, weird energy. This is what happens with the uh, the yes. morning recordings. Yeah. Tw twenty minutes in. Twenty minutes into the recording, and uh, here we are. Hey, let's read a TV guide. <laughs> Alright, the TV guide for this episode reads, Walter recalls his experiments in the 1980s as he tries to map out Peter's improbable biography for Olivia. Orla Brady st guest stars as Peter's mother. So, woo. Welcome Flashback to, episode! Um, hey, were you ever annoyed that Fringe hasn't answered any like plot threads yet? Here's the episode for you. We're like, yep. <laughs> they went, hey, Akiva Goldsman, we need lore. And he went, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, I guess I can do that one. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? The last episode wasn't enough lore for you. We got Olivia's backstory there. Well, I guess time to do the Bishop's backstory. Just relate every weird snippet we've had for the past two seasons and just explain them. Yo, it's it's a fun episode. It's <sighs> very fun. Yes. Um, and they. This is where Fringe really shines because when they do like flashback episodes or stuff like this. They go like full send on the aesthetic. Oh yeah. Oh my god, the intro was yeah. so cool. So yeah. yeah. We'll 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 just jump in. So we open up and um a younger Dr. Bishop um in like nineteen eighty five is giving a presentation to three like military guys and he's like, Oh hey, look, science can do all this stuff. There's no limitations on it and the generals are like, yeah, 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 but we wanted William Bell. And Walter's like, yeah, he's not here, though. But look, I have a cell phone. 
<laughs> okay, but also, you're forgetting, literally, we open up, and the first thing that we get um, is the the uh, the fringe bubble text is different. Yes. <laughs> Just immediately. Oh, well, act- yeah, yeah. This is, and yeah, sorry, this is what I mean by they go full sound on the aesthetic. The font is different, so you immediately know that, hey. Something's weird. Something's weird. Not, <laughs> also, it says 1985, so you're like, okay, whatever. The yeah. film grain on it also is different like mm-hmm. it looks like they artificially lowered the quality of the recording to make it look like it was filmed in 1985 so the de-aging on john noble here is actually really good i thought for this opening scene yeah because like it doesn't look wonky like a lot of the pre- early de-aging stuff which this would have been part of looks kind of wonky um this looks fine i assume it's mostly makeup because his skin kind of yeah. does look text like textureless it looks kind of painted on yeah so i can only assume it's mostly makeup wise but hey once again props to props to the part yeah i mean yeah. hey john noble looks good yeah <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah he's he, he's briefing he's briefing some generals and he's like sup i got a i got a cell phone and he goes this is digital not analog <laughs> look at how small it can get and don't worry it can get even smaller because that's what today's phones are all about right I'd like to point out that the phone that I'm getting, like, today or tomorrow... What phone are you getting? It's a 6.8-inch screen. It's fucked. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think uh, I got the, the new, like, Note 20, Note S20 Ultra. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, uh... that's a big phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite quite chunky. But, yeah, and so I have some questions because they're like, oh, did you steal this from, like, Russia or anything? And he's like, no, 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 this is American. I built a viewfinder to... A different universe and then i watched them and i copied them building this phone and i'm like well hold on now sure you could watch them like machining parts and doing the circuit board and stuff but there's no way you could copy the programming needed what about the software it's important to recognize that they had how it's made back in 1985 over there <laughs> <laughs> It's just the portal in front of a TV that just shows how it's made. And he's like, mm, we're taking notes down. <laughs> and yeah, he made sure that he went to someone who needed the like descriptive audio text on the bottom. And like this phone, this phone oh, also has amazing. an internet button. So like, is he like, I don't know what this button does. <laughs> I don't know what this internet thing is. My assumption, my assumption was that it was a lie and that he had stolen a phone and then rebuilt Which, it. I don't think so. Which does make a lot more sense, but as we learn later yeah, on in the which, episode, no. Which I think makes more sense, but then they talk about later yes. on how like they haven't broken the barrier yet, right? There's so, also a solid chance that that phone, like as it as it has written on the top of it there, where it says prototype, that's literally just what the phone would look like. There's no internal circuitry. Well, it's just made it's a phone. not even like a screen. It's just like a sticker. <laughs> General peels it off. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" It's just a sticker that says <laughs> prototype. Like they won't know. Yeah. They won't know. Yeah, they're, they're like, does this work? And he goes, oh, no, not yet. We're about 30 years behind this tech. And I'm like, but if you could just yeah. just show it to, like, some major company and be like, hey, he, foremost researchers, here's a super small circuit board. What can you do with this? So my assumption would be that you would still not have the production capability because, like, the whole problem with creating smaller things, at least right now, is that we like physically don't have the tools to do it. We need to invent those tools. So I assume back then that would be the problem. Be like, oh yeah, theoretically we know we can get these these small. We don't have the tools yet. We got to invent those like equipment to make this shit. But I feel like it would help you like reverse bootstrap some stuff where it's like, okay, if we get here, here's like, oh look at this innovation they have. Technically, thirty years down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I also use this as part of the explanation as to why Fringe Universe maybe has better, like, oh, look, I have server rendering on my cell phone. It's because they had this cell phone 30 years before they were supposed to, and it jump-started tech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, then they go up to maybe. the rooftop, and Walter's like, let me show you my window. And he has an assistant there named Carla, Dr. Carla Warren. I don't think we've mm-hmm. seen her before. We have and not. And she turns on this little, it looks like a painting frame, and then she turns it on, it looks like a transparent kind of like computer screen, and they're looking at the Empire State Building, and this is, every everybody uses this trope where it's like, ooh, alternate timeline, I know what we need, Zeppelins! 
oh, but Zeppelins are so cool, Blimps. dude. But they, Zeppelins are the coolest. But they actually go through the explanation of being like the observation deck on the Empire State Building was supposed to originally be used to dock Zeppelins. Yeah, because Zeppelins are yep. the coolest. Do you guys not have? Do you guys not uh, like think... wish Zeppelins still no. existed? Because like they're so cool. No, oh, I think I think they'd so be so awesome. Cool. Air like airships, ships, but dude, air, airships, it's great. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with so you. So cool, one. like um, engineering wise, as a concept, the fact that they they existed for the longest time. Yeah, they're really not safe. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish we had cracked a. S- Maybe maybe don't use hydrogen gas, but you know it is the lightest one. And the problem is nowadays, like there is no niche for them to fill, so like there's no point in trying to rebuild them, which is the shame. But like they're so cool, such a cool concept. Airships, man. It's also terrifying to know that if David gets any substantial amount of wealth on a global scale, he is going to build himself a zeppelin. Yeah, just get, just yeah. buy the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, just buy a blimp. Blimps, they still have like a couple blimps. I think literally like three in use in America. Um, but yeah, no, fun. Like, yeah, no, they mentioned the fun fact of the Empire State Building like that. Uh, I think one of the more fun facts to me was um, if, if you go to Chicago, one of the one of the buildings there, they've now turned it into a ballroom. But that was initially also meant to be a loading, like a landing dock for uh, Zeppelins. And they completed that four days before the Hindenburg happened. Oof. Yeah. Oh, Zeppelins, dude. Zeppelins. But yeah, and they show that off and it's like, look, we have a window into an alternate universe. And then we get the best intro sequence of the series since the pilot because they redid the credit scenes with fucking 1980s aesthetic. It feels so like old Doctor who is what my first vibe was. Like, it's so good. It really does. Hey, David, did you pause and read the words on this one? I did not. I, <laughs> the entire time. No, the entire oh, time. I know. The entire time I was like, I'm yeah. not going to do it. Those fuckers are going to ask me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of spite, I'm not going to do it. So the fringe science stuff for apparently for the 1980s is personal computing. That's done. Uh, cold fusion. Still chasing it. DNA profiling. Cool. Nanotechnology. Kind of. And cloning. Somewhat. Uh, along with invisibility, we're getting there. Genetic engineering, getting closer. Laser surgery, yes. And in vitro, yes. Virtual reality, sure. We're, we're, we're getting there. Uh, stealth technology, yes. And then instead of the weird, like, six-fingered handprint, we get an x-ray skeleton or an x-ray hand that then bleeds into an actual hand. And then we get the great like lens flare sheen going across fringe in that weird font. Oh, it's so 80s and I love it. <laughs> it's really good. <sighs> and then we cut back to modern day and you know it's modern day because of the fonts back to normal. And I call that good. Yep. That's good design. Yep. It, it is it, <clears throat> it is solid design and I really like as well how it's like, oh yeah, you know, the 80s. It would, there, there were a lot less like you, you couldn't <laughs> yeah. render as much stuff. So. We actually compiled all the graphics on a Mac 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Walter has shown up with a familiar shaped package at Olivia's doorstep and is like, um, you didn't answer any of my calls or my messages and you didn't give me a chance to explain uh, what you saw with Peter's shininess. Um, but I dug this up so I could show you. And then ask for some booze because Olivia has a... The wiki says she's holding a cocktail, but it's clearly just a glass of whiskey. (laughs) Delicious cocktail. (laughs) The best cocktail. (laughs) But yeah, um, Walter makes sure to mention as well that he's like, yeah, no, uh, I was, you know, we we all know me as the the, the crazy scientist who was doing all the fringe stuff, but when Peter got sick, At all yeah. Well, it's more like he was saying he uh, used to be a much more driven man when it came to when it came to uh, trying to change the world for the better. And then Peter getting sick kind of changed his focus. Yeah. And so I think is what I was getting. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. he's like, I couldn't cure Peter, but I figured in an alternate universe, Peter would also be sick and technology was more advanced there. So surely my alternate self would also want to find a cure. And so we cut back to the lab and Walter is watching himself through the viewfinder and Carla's there. And he's like, I've come up with a name for him. Walternate, which is. <laughs> oh, it's we, so good. We've begun on the alternate namings. 
and it's my favorite part of the show. All right. I'm going to assume that all the other characters have weird alternate names then too. Um, And you guys will know them because Um, you've actually watched the episode. So now now let's play a quick game where I try to make up some alternate names. Okay. All right. So so there's alternate David. Uh, Peter is going to be paltronate. Olivia... (laughs) Boo. Olivia is going to be sorry, palternate. Yeah, palternate. <laughs> you heard me. Incorrect. Alternate Oli- and palternate. David, there's also the problem that there. That, David, there is yeah, also the problem. Yes, very we know. Yes, we know where palternate is. <laughs> we know exactly where he is, but that's his name. Um, okay. Uh, Olivia. Olivia's alternate gets to keep her name Olivia. Instead, our Olivia gets to be Originaya. Uh, oh these are so much (laughs) they're so much better than these i doubt i doubt it um uh astrid uh (laughs) no you're writing them down yep Um, our astrid gets to be uh astrid their astrid gets to be uh estranged i'm sorry could you spell that please (laughs) estranged oh Get it? Like estranged? Oh god! <laughs> I expected there to be an e, in, <coughs> an e in there. All right, we could keep going. In <laughs> that real quick. Uh, yeah. So he's watching. He's watching himself. He's watching Walternate perform experiments for a cure for Peter, and um, it's not working. And Walter's like crossing out all the stuff he's tried. And I'm like. But why aren't you like being like, oh, he's testing like a cobalt catalyst. I should go test something completely different. And then you just cut oh, your work was, in half. Yeah, that was my thought. Is it is our Walter is kind of real lazy, eh? Just <laughs> <laughs> like you could you could probably find it if you just if he's only changing one component, just buy yeah. everything else <laughs> and then start testing the other components. He hasn't like go to the bottom of his list and go up. Hey, you don't know. Maybe they've got like crazier science over there that works. Look at all his lab assistants. He's he got does like have way more lab assistants, which I thought was a <laughs> bit of a subtle burn against Walter. <laughs> uh, so, question: Since we talked about uh, lab assistants, is Warren? My my theory is Warren is the lab assistant who died in the fire that uh, sent Walter to the mental institute. Is my current theory. Oh. <clears throat> I know you. Guys can't we answer. Shall <laughs> we shall see. All right. Put it on the board for David's predictions. Put it on the board. <laughs> when it becomes true, uh, David will be laughing and uh, taunting. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. We're just going to have to go back to this pin to see everything. Yeah. Um, and so the Cobalt one fails, and then Walter gets a call from his wife. And this is the first time we've seen uh, Mother Bishop, I believe. Mm-hmm. We've only he- we've only heard <laughs> that when is. Walter was committed, she kind of became depressed and then eventually committed suicide. Um, and she's like, "You have to, you better come home now." And so Walter rushes home, has to comfort his wife because she's like, "He's not doing better." He- Walter's like, "I'm still trying to find a cure. Like, you can, you know where I am." Because she was kind of like, "I, you just, you're not here anymore." And he's like, oh, "I'm at the lab. I'm always looking for a cure for Peter." And Walter goes upstairs and we have a young Peter in bed trying to do the uh, the coin knuckle trick where it flips through mm-hmm. his hands. And he's like, oh, I almost I almost got it. Um, and then Walter shows him like, you just got to keep practicing. And Peter's like, I want you to have the coin when I die. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> Peter, Peter's aware of his own mortality here. That's uh, quite heavy, kid. What? Yeah, it's quite, it's quite heavy for a show, for a TV show, is having a kid say, I know when I die. Um, but hey, he's still alive right now. We, we've got still alive yeah. here, I guess, for the rest of the scene. Oh, no. But yeah, no, they, they, they do the classic problem, the, the, the classic thing of, no, you're not, you're not dying. You're going to be fine. Um, I'm, I'm finding a cure for you right now. It's very um, tragic, this entire, ugh. Uh, it's, it's a hard scene. They they do once again they do a good they do a really good job here of <laughs> conveying everything across. It's it's not good. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just it's a rough yeah. scene. We move forward to the funeral here. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just uh, there's no there's no jokes about I this. Mean, it's just, we get to see Nina here it, as well at the funeral. We do get to see Nina here with, with, two, with arms, two arms. And also um, the anti aging effect on her, not as good as on Walter, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's almost like she was a secondary <laughs> character. It's almost like a lot of the budget for this episode went into making John Noble look 30 years, 20 years younger. Yep, and they did a good job on that one. Well, yeah, we have um, a real sad funeral scene. There's yeah, not it's, much to it's say. just a really depressing funeral where where Nina's there, um, William isn't. Because um, they could not afford to pay yeah. Nimoy again. Well, also, fucking anti aging. Yeah, Nimoy also, Nimoy. Because you'd, you'd want to do Oh, they should have just got uh, Zachary Quinto. <laughs> <laughs> just have him had this yeah, come yeah. out yeah <laughs> oh that would have been so good come in as young just could you imagine that crossover jj just be like listen i need you for one scene <laughs> that would have been amazing it's just if no one comments on it be like yeah no that's just young bill bell that's what he looks like <laughs> jumping universes really puts a toll on you age-wise <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, they go home after the funeral, and um, Elizabeth is like, "I feel like we didn't give Peter a good life. Like he never got to go outside and like play. He didn't go to school. He had no friends." And Walter's like, "No, no, no. Even though he was always sick, like he knew we loved him, and that that should be enough. We did the best that we could." Um, and in a well-intentioned attempt to help his wife, um. I mean, it's not. Oh, oh God! You got it. Yeah. Like the whole thing about grief is you got to let go and accept. And <laughs> this is not. This is not healthy. It's this. This is. Yeah. This is. This is not Walter, a healthy. Method Walter of wakes with grief. wakes his wife up and brings and shows her like the alternate universe viewing screen in Peter's like, room. Look, in a parallel universe, our son survived. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine. Or he's he's still no he's still alive. And and that Walter is yeah. working on making sure and finding a cure, and he's going to find a cure. And it's like, take comfort in knowing that your son in a different universe is still alive and will grow up and be happy. Well, it's, take comfort that if we were better, we could have saved him. Like, what yeah. what what is your messaging here, Walter? <sighs> what are you saying? And it's like, oh boy. And like, he turns the screen off, and his wife is like, no, 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 bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. And Walter's like, no, 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 you have to fucking move on. <laughs> Listen, I, I showed you this so you could move on. It's like, no, that's <laughs> no. no. And then we cut back Walter to the lab. Just, yeah. Oh, Walter not being good at humans is what's happening here. Well, <laughs> then we, we see we're back at the lab and Walter is watching Walternet uh, mix a couple more things uh, while drinking heavily from a beaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is quite drunk. Oh, yeah. And he, Walternet has added something new to it and... Um, his he, Walter's like, oh my god, this is this should work. Like you're a genius, and Walter Walter looks away for a second <laughs> to go like scribble something down on the board and misses like the two second <sighs> catalyst change. Or sorry, well, not no, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I, that's a lie. It's not. He doesn't go scribble something. <laughs> the observer. Down. Sorry, Charlie. the observer has entered the building <laughs> and distracts Walternet. I forgot the scene. Calm down. <laughs> it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. That's very different than what happened. Uh, the observer is there, and Walter, and it's like, how the fuck did you get in here? And the observer's like, uh, you should go back to your work. Uh, I, I gotta go now. Adrian, hey. exit stage right. Bye-bye. <laughs> but Walter, it has missed the five-second catalyst change of it turning blue. And yeah, it then shifts back because obviously what he had wasn't exactly perfect, but was um, <laughs> on the right track. And yeah, Walter, our, our Walter realizes that uh, he's, he's missed it. He's never going to, uh, he's never going to go back to this. And that Peter's also yep. going to die. Uh, this is like, you can see already how this episode is going to go. And you, it's just really well written is all I can say. Because everything makes perfect sense from what we know about Walter and his the character that things end up the way they do. Yeah, and also it's important to note he then smashes the glass. <laughs> he yeah, throws a I bottle think on my it. note here is like, Walter, that was expensive. It's not a cheap thing to do there, Walter. 
Um, but yeah, no, the, Walter realizes that Walternet's not going to, uh, to find the cure. Um, he smashes the glass and we shift over to looking at the yep. observers. They are coming out of um, a movie theater that notably is a uh, back to the future, but starring Eric Shorts. Stoltz. <laughs> Stoltz. Stoltz. Shorts. Same thing. Yeah. White people <laughs> names. Am I right? <laughs> Oh, uh, um, yeah, no, which just, 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 just important, just important to know, you know, he starred in such films as like Pulp Fiction, for example. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not an important actor and not famous. I'm just saying white people names. <laughs> Am I right? Like, I, I guess so. <laughs> this is the wrong crowd to I'm say going that is He was really not in Back to the Future. <laughs> I'd also like to point out one of the things that I noticed that I thought everyone would find pretty funny. Um, there's also a movie poster for the oh, Clue is movie. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Communism was a red herring, I guess. <laughs> God, fucking. That's a reference to oh, uh, if you've seen the Clue movie. <laughs> there's three separate endings and every single one has the line, but what about the communists? And, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he no, was the, one of the, the, the butler. Ah, uh, he was the demon in something, and he was um in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry goes, ah, communism was just a red herring every single time. <laughs> and also um. the second greatest line in that movie, they think one of the guys, he's like playing kind of flamboyant, and they're like, but you're gay. And he and one of the endings, he's like an undercover <laughs> FBI agent. He's go at the end, they're like, but you're, he goes, and now I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. Which is so amazing. <laughs> uh, you guys, I highly recommend it if you're going to watch Clue to watch the first 10 minutes, pass out drunkenly, and then wake up during the endings. That's that's how I experienced Clue. That is about the that is about all that you need to catch. You can miss the like middle, the whole like middle of that te- of that uh movie and you'll be completely fine because you'll get to the end and you'll go It's cuz oh, they're yeah, explaining okay, everything okay. that happened in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, it's... So yeah, the observers are chatting. Um, our observer, who distracted Walter Nick, comes out and is like, hey guys, I uh, fucked up. <laughs> the observers are like, yeah, we know. <laughs> Thanks, tips. Get better at your job, nerd. <laughs> Good job, loser. Man, there's a reason we call you Gregory. <laughs> but yeah, they kind of give him shit for it. And he's like, well, but the moment was important. That was the only place I could watch it. And he's like, yeah, but you fucked up the moment. <laughs> he's like, but you agree the moment was important, right? It's very much like uh, when you fuck up something and you're trying to like change the subject. You'd be like, no, I did good, I swear. <laughs> and so essentially the uh, sort of boss observers tell our observer like, hey, uh, you, gotta, you gotta fix this. Like you gotta do something to fix this whole situation. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. And they're like, yeah, but you will have a chance to uh, to fix it because they they call Peter significant, mm-hmm. which is yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last person we heard. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we lost recording there for a bit because Craig's terrible at his job. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep, he doesn't want to take notes from you guys either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we we're not quite sure where we cut oh. out exactly i we think it's when we're chatting about the observers so we're just gonna continue from there Ooh. all right so the observers <laughs> yeah they're bad at the jobs <laughs> get better the at them well, only one of them's bad at their job yeah and he's our observer he's our observer just like this god damn it gregory i'm just i'm just upset now uh but yeah um yeah no, they're like hey Peter's important or some shit. Uh, you gotta go make sure that he survives because you fucked up. Um, yep. You'll have a chance. Uh, hopefully, Peter's important, not for the same reason as the other Stockholm Syndrome girl was important. Or maybe he is. Be great. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe he's gonna kill all the observers. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It's 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 a good time. It's also important to realize that they just call Peter the boy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like the boy is significant. <laughs> okay, they didn't say it like that. Yeah, <laughs> I must I was, have been I watching more, a weird. I was more God of War like boy one. <laughs> I must have been watching the Portuguese dub. <laughs> Charlie, bring me the Portuguese dub. <laughs> Believe that's what they call a running gag. <sighs> Portuguese dub. Uh, you don't. Portuguese is just deaf speaking Spanish. 
Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> All right, moving on to the lab. Uh, it's Port- Portuguese is bad Spanish and Dutch is bad German, I think are the two <laughs> stereotypes. That is the stereotypes. That is correct. <laughs> that is the it is this joke that if you want to speak uh, Dutch, get a German drunk. He'll <laughs> <laughs> speak perfect Dutch. All right, where yeah, are back, we in the back, show? back to the lab again. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we we see uh walter making the cure uh for his dead son um and <laughs> yeah and carla's like uh what are you doing walter this doesn't seem healthy <laughs> he's like, like, i'm making the cure like, i watched you know, peter's dead right i watched i watched walter to make the cure but he missed it like an idiot uh <laughs> Like a fucking moron. So I have to break the fundamental laws of reality, cross over to an alternate universe, and save my alternate son. Yep. Save Paltronate. <laughs> <laughs> to, to which, to at this point, we get an important thing of um, uh, Walter's lab assistant Warren going, hold on, hold on. All of that first part makes sense. The second part, though, what? <laughs> We talked yeah, about she, this. You can't go to the other side. That's not okay. She's like, this we is an ethical question. She's like, ethically, you can't cross over into an alternate reality and take their stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you can. <laughs> Just fucking watch me. <laughs> you nuke the other side so that they can't come after you. Oh, jeez. I mean, that. hey, if Walter had shown up, killed his alternate self, and then just stolen Peter, I feel like that would have been the correct decision. I, yeah, if you're like, I'm the only man who could build a machine to cross <laughs> universes, then you kill yourself on the other side so that there's no retribution. Listen, exactly. if, if Fringe was a was a like grittier TV show, um, they would have just had this be that like the split off where Walter instead just goes to the other side and he's the different one because he kills Walter and just lives on the other side. If Fringe was starring Jet Li and was called <laughs> the one. <laughs> <laughs> Walter will jump around multiple universes, killing himself and collecting their power. <laughs> to become the ultimate Walter. <laughs> I do like how also Walter's like, ah, Carla, you're just saying that because you believe in Jesus. And just so you know, she really believes in Jesus. She's wearing a cross outside of her sweater. And then she starts quoting Bible verses. <laughs> <laughs> to which Walter, uh, Walter makes sure to go, uh, guess what? There's only one God allowed in this lab and it's not yours. <laughs> It's me. <laughs> I am God. And we get like that. Well, also, she doesn't specifically quote um, Bible verses. She also quotes Oppenheimer. Yeah. Just yeah. very different from Bible quotes. <laughs> yeah. And Walter's like, look, I'm not going to steal Peter. I'm just going to deliver the cure that was supposed to be given to him if it weren't for that bald guy. And then Peter will be alive there. Like, um,. I'm not going to let my son die twice. And she's like, yeah, but you're going to like kill two universes doing this though. <laughs> she's like, the energy you're going to do is going to forever ruin both. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to put it on a place that the water will absorb the extra radiation. So it's not going to destroy anything. I'm going to do this at Raiden Lake. That's where they're taking Peter because that's where we'd always take him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's that's why all the fringe the the pattern starts at Raiden Lake. There's your explanation. Remember remember that explanation from season one? <laughs> Fucking circle. <laughs> yeah, the the cracks in in the world. Yeah, it's it's Raiden Lake because of this decision. I told as, you this episode as, was full uh, of picking up loose strings. As yeah. Walter's lab assistant points out, yeah, no, probably gonna ruin both universes by doing this. Maybe bad call. Uh, <laughs> just man, maybe if, man if only i just talked about that yeah no but um yeah no and we get um walter's lab assistant going and um you know snitching on walter to uh <laughs> to nina to nina well also this is a great scene because like the warren's like to nina like oh my god he's gonna do it he's gonna try to break through and nina's just kind of like ah he couldn't do it besides he would need to figure out the science and then blah 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 and Warren's like he already has what are you talking about <laughs> he just needs to build the machine and then nina goes oh fuck oh let me let me call uh <laughs> let, me let me pull up my William. cancer my cancer cell phone <laughs> uh but hey, yeah, uh, and... let's let's move over to Reedon Lake. <laughs> Sorry, what lake? Um, Reedon, Ryden. 
Raiden? Raiden? Eh, there's there's like an E and Mortal an I Kombat. In there. Yeah, it's Raiden. They okay. pronounce it Raiden in the show. Mortal Kombat. Anyhow, Walter sets up all of his tech on the lake. Specifically, and... really Doctor Who like bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure this was stolen from the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like two metal panels, some wires, and a really old like computer and some tubes and some hooked tubes up to a generator. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Doctor Who bullshit if I've ever seen it, and I love and it. And then Carla and Nina show up, and they're like, "Walter, really? Like, how about you don't?" And Walter's. Um, this is, in- I think, also where I noticed that they had just given up on the anti-aging stuff because <laughs> both Walter and Nina just look exactly like they do normally. <laughs> I think it's because part of the anti-aging they did was they uh, brightened the contrast a bit. Like, yeah, to the... help remove wrinkles. But yeah, they just they both just but, look like... Yeah, but now it's a nighttime scene, so you can't do that. Well, it's also like they also gave him like... Um, they gave Walter like, I think, uh, parts... So I'm reading on the wiki that they didn't give him a wig, but they added sort of uh, hair to the front and back. And oh. I feel like they didn't in this scene as well, because you can see just all the gray as well in his hair. Like, yeah, he's wearing a hat, so they're like, we'll get over that. Also, Walter and Nina look like they might have been fucking. Oh, 100%. Which, uh, does that mess with your Broyles and Nina used to bang? or? No, nah, Broyles is a young man still. <laughs> Broyles is like, what, 15 probably? <laughs> right oh, 15? <laughs> in my head, Broyles is like 30. Oh, what? <laughs> How old is Broyles? I feel fairly confident that Broyles is in his like mid forties when the show happens. <laughs> in my but, head, uh, Broyles is a very like young, strapping man <laughs> sleeping yeah. with an older woman in a shirt. But they uh, they try to stop Walter, but Walter's like, "Nope, fuck you, I'm gonna do this anyways." And Nina like tries to reach through and like tackle him, um, but. Walter makes it through, and Nina's like, oh, man, that didn't... Holy shit. And oh, her God, arm, my hand. Her my, my arm is fuck. kind of glitching out of reality. And so it wasn't cancer. She Ooh. lied. Well, yes. for all we know, it was cancer. That could just be <laughs> super cancer. <laughs> yeah, after it stabilized, it immediately broke out into super cancer. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> but, oh, no, Walter... When he gets on the other side, um, one of his vials of the cure, ha- or his vial of the cure, has been broken when uh, Nina tackled him. Did we talk about um, the interaction between Nina and Walter here, with her talking about how she tried to get into contact with Bell? No, we did miss that. No, because I think that's that's, that's a very important sort of thing. Oh, yes. Essentially, because um, um, Nina shows up and tries to first c- convince Walter not to do this. It's like, if Bell was here, that he wouldn't want this. And then Walter kind of snaps. It's like, yeah, how many times you tried to call Bell? What, what Bell's in Europe seeking funding? Like, no, Bell is ignoring you because he wanted me to do this. You don't, you don't know how many times Bell has pushed me to break the barrier. You don't know how many times, like, this has been Bell's idea. Bell's always been looking for an excuse to push me. I was the one holding back. Like, that kind of reaction, which I think is, if true, very important to sort of explain bell and walter's relationship yeah sort of bell's position as the one trying to push walter yeah and it kind of creates a scary thought in your mind of all the all the messed up stuff we've seen walter been the creator of and he was the one that was instituting limits on their Mm -hmm. research that's kind of a good way to set up kind of this mythos of william bell that we still haven't fully seen yeah you mean the fact that we've met him like twice (laughs) yeah technically even once because that's still the same meeting yeah that's fair (laughs) (laughs) um and then nina immediately switches track when she's like oh man maybe i i am in love with william a little bit too much she's like peter's dead but whatever and peter's dead don't fuck up both universes to yeah uh walter uh, ignores her and then vials broken and he runs off to the lake um to run to his walternate's cottage i guess mm-hmm. yes uh i also really like how basically what what that what that uh what that scene there boiled down to was nina being like listen you, you gotta learn how to grieve and walter being like fuck you i have my grieving method <laughs> it's to it's be god <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna break both universes so my grieving method works uh but yeah we get a scene with um a palternate 
and um his mom where she's the one showing him how to do the silver dollar trick which maybe implies she's the one who taught it to walter (laughs) all along because why not and they're having a happy moment and she's like yeah you're um i think it's basically the same thing scene that uh, normal Peter had with normal Walter where it's like, here, have this coin if I die. Yep, it's... it's I'm, super... not, I'm not afraid to die. I ain't no bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then she's like, okay, get some sleep and turns off the light. And then... <laughs> and takes. It's important to note, takes the silver dollar. <laughs> yeah, takes the silver dollar. And then uh, Walter shows up and he's like, hi, Peter, we have to go now. <laughs> hi, son, it's time to go to the lab. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Elizabeth shows up and she's like, I didn't know you were, you were home. I thought you were working late. And he's like, yeah, I was, but I found a cure and we have to go to Cambridge right now. I'll take him by myself. Listen, you need to, it's going to be like weeks of recuperation. You got to be strong for when he gets back. Uh, yeah. But and, don't worry. I'll be back. I yeah. promise. But, but then Elizabeth's like, okay, fine. That makes sense. Here, Peter, take your favorite coin for good luck. And gives him the silver coin back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Walter takes Palternate out onto the lake. And Palternate's like, you're not my dad. You're not my real dad. <laughs> like, how the fuck do you have this? And then Walternate goes, well, son, there's always more than one of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you must remember, son, there's always more than one of a thing. Um, and I, I also, I really wish that Nina's, because you know how like Nina's arm was like phase shifting out? I really wish there was just a disembodied Nina's arm phase shifting out on the other side. Just like on the lake somewhere. Just on the lake. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> to which Walter then goes, uh oh. <laughs> like, that's not good. Yeah. But then Walter reopens the portal and takes Palternate in through him, but oh man, shouldn't have done it on some ice. Because <laughs> turns out energy is hot. <laughs> And energy is hot. <laughs> and um, hey, remember all those times Walter told that story of, oh, we were driving and we crashed and we fell underneath the lake and I couldn't save you. But then the bald man saved us. Yeah, this is what's happening now. Tying up that loose end, too. All the loose ends. This episode is just freaking just every loose end. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. Um, though it's important to note that in our first scene, uh, we see the observers in the other universe. And in this scene, this this is the same observer, right? Because he's correcting his mistake. Yeah. Yep. So the observers well, we can. Know the observers can. Yeah. Jump the observers universe. can cross universes as well. Yep. Um. So yeah, Walter wakes up in in his car, and the observer is driving him, and Peter's in the back, all in a blanket, and it's like, hey, we gotta go to the hospital, give him the cure. You have to make sure, uh, that Peter lives. Like he tells Walter, full on, like Peter's important, and he has to stay alive. The boy um, is in fact important. Yeah. He's like the boy is important. <laughs> Again, Portuguese, it's weird. It's weird that he says it in English in the Portuguese dub and then goes as as the only addition. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that the Portuguese dub is exactly the same, just with added to after every sentence. Just everyone's a vampire for some reason. No, only the observers. The observers are the only ones who go, <laughs> They go, you must correct your mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Fan dub coming soon. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Walter, the observer then gets out and Walter drives to the lab. Uh, administers the cure and gets Peter all warmed up, and Elizabeth shows up and is like, "Who the fuck is this?" Well, well she's like, "Well, she's like, hey, Walter, I, I couldn't, I couldn't find you at home. You didn't come home tonight, and I, I wanted to make sure you're okay." To which Walter goes, "Uh oh, like, oh, oh no, you weren't supposed Car- to see this." Yeah, uh, Carla also tells Peter, like, um, "Hey, Bell called in a team of specialists to look at Nina's arm." He also says he has some ideas about how to treat her arm. And they wrap up that loose end, too, mm-hmm. yep. as an explanation for how she gets robo-arm. Robo-arm? Robo-arm. robo-arm. Does whatever a regular arm does, arm but it vibrates. <laughs> it's really annoying to drink sodas with it, because it just shakes constantly. 
They go, Nina, can you pass me a beer? And she goes, oh, you really don't want me to do this. <laughs> Listen, the, they two go, settings, the two settings are vibrate or jackhammer. <laughs> and, oh, no. But then they go, Nina, just use your human arm. And she goes, why would I do that when I have a robot arm? <laughs> and, we can, and, and tire out my human arm? You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll need two robot arms. <laughs> Anyhow, Elizabeth noticed that Peter's alive, even though he's dead. And she asks Walter, like, how is, like, how did you do this? And Walter's like, there's always more than one of a thing. <laughs> but don't worry, I have to return him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, Walter's like, I pulled him from the universe because he was going to die, but we have to put him back. Like, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut back to modern day and um, Walter's like, no matter what I promise, like Carla or my wife, like we could never take him back because Elizabeth would have fallen apart without peter like losing him twice would have killed her and me he mentions that as well (laughs) um and yeah and he's like it's my fault the first trip to the parallel universe was was me everything that's happening is my fault but he's like but no matter what like you can't imagine what it's like to lose a child listen i would have done anything including breaking two universes yeah that's why peter's important (laughs) And yeah, that's the episode. You get a very quiet, emotional moment between Olivia and Walter. Mm-hmm. And that's our episode. Um, if you didn't see The Observer, wh- you, what are you doing? Go watch the episode again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and ooh, the glyph for this episode is Peter's, plural. Ooh. I wonder what that could mean. Ooh, Palternate. Surprisingly, the, the, it's not Palternate. <laughs> Peter on the other side isn't just named Paul. Uh, oh my god, the previously on. Oh, the previously Jesus. on is terrible. Oh, oh it's no. shit. It's so oh, bad. No. Let's do it. I don't I don't particularly want to, but I guess I am. All right. I mean, I could do it for no, you. No, 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 no. This is this is my segment. Uh <laughs> David, so I'm gonna apologize in advance for this one. This one feels like they were reaching. I was, I was all set to believe that there wasn't one for this episode, anyways, um, because it's like going back in time. But nope, um, it's basically that. There is, there is a police barricade in the uh, in the uh, last episode, David. Uh, okay. <laughs> what does it say on the police barricade? The, the police barricade says standard police thing about don't cross this line. And no! No! And David, you know what this episode's about? Walter crossing no! the lines of ethical science. <laughs> <laughs> I think David left. I think he stormed away. <laughs> I think he got up in disgust. I'm so glad that we've just I've just single-handedly brought down the rating of this episode for David. <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) So Charlie, what's your rating of this episode? It's now a five due to David's reactions to that. Uh, It's a four. This ties up a lot of loose ends, answers a lot of questions, and uh, puts us in good position for... Like the uh, remainder of the season? Yeah. Um... Yeah, no, this uh, Heavy Lordo's right back on the story track. We finally learn what Peter's medical stuff was when he was a kid that was alluded to in early episodes of season one. We get the full story of how Walter knows the Observer. Um, Yeah, it's a a super fun episode. Uh, In general, especially because I don't, like, they didn't really, like, so so this episode plays out and you sort of understand what's going to happen but they still tie everything in like perfectly like there's nothing there's nothing in this episode where I like they like tied it in and I'm like oh they just like threw that in like everything felt kind of important. Um, yeah, there there was nothing where it's like oh they forgot about this point. Where like like the, none yeah, of the big, sure. none of the big oh. points like oh they forgot about this and like for example like you can see like you you can imagine how exactly what happened how there, that can lead to some you know distrust between Nina and Walter for example uh, yeah or anything based off of that um, and yeah because of that like I'm I'm gonna give this one a four and a half like it's close to a five this is a very very good episode yeah. uh, and man this is a super fun episode it's really upsetting that David's response is gonna be a one now. <laughs> All right, guys. So I've I've thought long and hard about this. (laughs) This episode rating is going to be a four because it's a really good episode. 
the previous episode rating <laughs> is gonna drop down to a one <laughs> because if that was there if ah uh, just know also fringepedia you also get a one <laughs> Listen, this, this might rating. have been the weakest previously on that i've seen and even weaker than some of the ones that didn't exist but this this one this one makes me upset the other ones are like fine okay i can see that really <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, there's a billboard here that references, like, Chinese herbal medicine, and the next episode is set in Chinatown, people getting Chinese herbal medicine. Cool. Fine. I can deal with it. And all, like, the stupid ZFT stuff. Sure, fine. It's easy. It's a little three-letter code. Whatever. Some of that stuff probably had to be custom-made by props, like that meat thermometer in the Head Exploder episode. Cool. Fine. That's a little thing. This is just stupid. This one's literally, they went, uh-oh, we should probably have a ne- next episode clue. Like, there, there was no prop creation here. That The barricade says, police line, do not cross. Yep. And they've cropped the photo to say, line, do not cross. Yep. There it doesn't been, even say, do not cross this line. There could have been so many better references, just like, to the 80s in general Listen, would have been, like, so, a so, good reference. So, by the way, uh, here's what my, like, non-canon next episode clue is for this. We fucking see Peter Shimmer in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I expected this to be. You see, Peter Shimmering is a very subtle clue about the contents of the next episode. <laughs> to be fair, you have to have a very high IQ to be a Fringe fan. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that's the next episode clue. Peter fucking shivering. Good point, Nick. <laughs> I, that's, I read this and just got sad because I was like, no, it, it was right there. That's, that's a good fucking point. Yeah, that's the next episode clue. <laughs> like, they were in the fucking daycare for how long? Like, you could have thrown in, oh like... God. Like so many '80s references, you could have had like no, Peter's I, bl- or Walter's blueprints of the device like thrown so in a corner somewhere. Like the there was so episode, much you could have done. Are the next episode clues like described by like the makers of Fringe? Like they've come out and said what the clues are, or is this what Fringepedia is saying? This is what Fringepedia is saying. We right, okay. genuinely don't know. Right. Okay. So in that case, I think honestly they made this like previous episode and like, oh, wh- what's our next episode clue? And then just like they went Peter fucking shimmering and they didn't bother. And then the Fringepedia <laughs> people went, that's not it. It has to be <laughs> something more subtle. <laughs> is I think what happened because that makes a hundred sense, like hundred percent sense to me. <laughs> Is this is just the slap in the face of here's what the next episode clue was? Yeah. <laughs> but also, to be fair, if, if I'm Fringepedia, I'm not putting on for their little previously segment just showing shiny Peter and going, Peter <laughs> fucking shimmered. I would. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, again, we need to rebuild this wiki. <laughs> It's like, hey, for the Observer things, like, it's not like the, in the episodes that deal with the Observers, there's a secret, like, second Observer sighting. <laughs> it's just, if the Observer's there, it's like, hey, he's fucking there. Like, that's the Observer sighting for this episode. I feel like it's fine if, like, the next episode clue was like, yeah, that's the fucking next episode clue this episode. Listen, this is a fucking two-parter, remember? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think that's fair. Oh. This just reinforces the need to get, like, a staff writer on the podcast just are we we i think we feel like we're the only people who are obsessed with these <laughs> <laughs> next episode yes degree. Uh, looking at the next episode it's not bad again like this one is genuinely a decent one yep yeah again i don't think the price line was i think that's because that is just what they say like that's done i i have a feeling that yeah no this was just uh <laughs> all right uh, I, I guess we're done then yay we're gonna end angry he sounds so defeated i'm not angry i came up with a way better next episode clue than than he fucking shines if fringe media was still alive we should have edited it well so so charlie i'm not gonna lie it was because you looked at it that i didn't just do peter fucking shines david get better at thinking of next episode clues Because you brought up how terrible it was. I was like, I'm going to say that. Then I'm going to bring it up. But then you were like, oh, this one's terrible. I'm like, all right, fine. Uh, All right. Um, (laughs) 
thanks for joining us. I hope this episode makes sense. There's a weird gap in between where we lost some of the recording. Um, but yeah, if you like to, if you like hearing us rant and talk about uh, Fringe, uh, give us a, a like or review on your podcasting service of choice. Consider subscribing to us. Consider giving us like a five star iTunes review or Google Play review. Uh, or if you want to like get into contact with us, you can send us uh, Twitter messages uh, at Forsaf. That's at F O U R S A A F. Or you can send us an email at uh, forsaf at gmail.com. Spell it the same way at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Have a good day. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.